it's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, brought to you by Rod and Supply and the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. It's Mostly Motorsports, brought to you by Rod and Supply. And uh, the Midwest Lightning Sprints will be racing down at Nevada this weekend, right, Kirk? That is correct. And unfortunately, they got rained out this past Saturday night down yep. at CMS. So they'll try it again this Saturday. So they did Nevada. get rained out at they CMS. Did. Yeah. Not able to run. Man, there was a lot of rain in this area this oh, weekend, man. wasn't there? We got our family thing in. Did you get Did you get your family deal we, we in? We sure did, which was surprising because you know, guys. Did you do it all inside? Well, we... My my uh, cousin, I, I call him my cousin. He's probably my mom's cousin. We just yeah. he's just cousin, and um, said that um, he had this huge outdoor barn. He's got a huge outdoor three bay giant. We can pull RVs in. He's a van guy, so he had, so we right. had we had the backup to where we could be inside there. But yeah. as it turned out, he's got a lot of big giant oak trees, and they're old old. So the driveway, even when it was just misting and stuff. Never got got wet. Right. Um, we only all moved in one time for about a brief 10 minutes, 10 seconds, you know, about 10 minutes. And took, yeah. And we were all eating at that point, so it didn't much matter. We just kind of moved. The kids were playing in hot tubs, and kids, people were swimming. It wasn't, there was no lightning or anything. It was just misting all day. But you're right, Scott. There was so it, much. It, it was just a steady mist all, all day. All day. And, all day. And it was weird over Piper and even Lakeside. We didn't get a lot. We got rain. But it was just misty. All day, and it got early rain and late rain. Now, during the midday, during the day right. when everybody's around, it was so. But, yeah, unfortunately, a lot of race, a lot of tracks did suffer the the wrath of Mother Nature this yeah. weekend. I, yeah. Like I said, I knew, I knew going in that it was going to be bad. We saw some of those storms. Yeah. This was the uh, first Saturday night in about seven weeks. I just stayed at my uh, Your computer house. and watched racing all night uh, hey, long from hey. Eldora and Knoxville. Knoxville didn't get rained out, though, did they? No, but there was threats of rain all through the night, and yeah, for they sure. were lucky to get it in hey, because there do, were rain showers all around the area, and they went into hurry-up mode Do we have Knoxville the, to get that in. Do we have the Brian Brown interview? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to play some of that, too. Yeah, I, I'd like to try to play some of that that we did with him yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, cold called him. We cold called him. <laughs> and, Saturday and, morning before Saturday, Saturday night morning, night. and, and, and yeah. listen— I'll just say this. Brian Brown never says no to the racing boys. No. Uh, he was gracious enough to come on. And, uh, you know, every, all he wanted to talk about after Saturday night's race and who didn't was the welfare of Carson Macedo. So what we got from Brian was before all but of that Kirk, happened. But, Kirk, let's first of all, let's give Brian Brown the credit that he outrun the world of outlaws and on put a Friday night. On him. He did. Yeah. And smoke he finished clump. second on Saturday night. So, do you have that queued up? Oh, over I can pull that here. Give me a couple seconds. We can yeah. pull that right up. Yeah, right. that ain't a problem. Yeah, you want to run that now? We're, yeah, I want to run it now because it's a pretty uh, long interview, though. So, just remember well, that's that. fine. Okay, I just that's want to let fine. you know that that if you guys want, yeah, yeah, why don't you guys just set up, you know, a little bit of that? Well, let's talk about just a little bit about before we bring Brian Brown on is the big story that I, everybody I, I, is talking I want to talk about Brian Brown winning on Friday night first. <laughs> well, let's keep this I, short. I want to talk about David Gravel on the second night. Yeah. Well. All right. 
Let's keep this segment short well, because we've got a run, we got Chase Rodman. Run the Brian Brown interview, Todd. Run the Brian Brown interview. So you want to run that now? Yes. Brian Brown won on Friday night, and it was a big win for him, number sixty-three. And but people and, have already heard this interview. Listen, I don't care if they've heard it or not. If they heard it on Saturday morning, then they're going to hear it again today. But then we'll go to David Gravel and what happened to him on night number two. Now, we've got Chase Rodman coming up here in just a few minutes to talk about what happened on Saturday night. I, I, I got it, Kurt. Why? I'm driving the show, Kurt. Okay. I'm driving the show. We disagree on what's happening here, but that's okay. You're the man. That's all right. I've been in this host chair for 23 years. People have already heard Brian Brown. I don't care. Last night's winner with the World of Outlaws, Blackjack Brian Brown. Brownie, how you doing, brother? What's up, guys? How are you this morning? Man, hey, you man. had going on last night. Hey, listen. You stomped him last night, buddy. I wouldn't say that. We, uh, we had a good night. Started off good. Qualified well. Um won the heat I was really good in the dash and I was able to get up there and kind of contend for the lead get the lead and then just kind of I ran as hard as I could for 25 laps and uh you know it worked out there at the end so uh my car is really really good right now and Chad and the whole team's doing a phenomenal job so uh yeah it's uh we're in a good spot just um got to keep it going here Uh, hey when when you win by three and a half seconds that 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 says you put it on them pretty good to be honest with you. 4.6 4. seconds. 4.6 seconds. Man. 4.6 yeah. seconds. Now, that's that's an ass-whipping right there. Yeah, especially you beat Rico <laughs> the way he's been running lately. Yeah, it's uh, – and I think a lot of it, too, is just I, I feel like, you know, uh, Brad and, and Rico and even in Victory Lane said that, you know, they they were a little bit gassed, you know, a little bit. It's 25 laps nonstop, heavy traffic things going on you know on on a pretty treacherous track or you know with a big curb and things like that i think it just kind of proves you know i'm proud of myself a little bit i'm kind of bragging on myself a little bit of of what we do during the week at the gym just making sure i'm ready to race on the weekends because it's unimportant Uh, and i felt like i ran my last lap just as hard you know and just as focused as my first lap and i think that you know uh you know, you work during the week is paying dividends, you know, on the weekend. So I felt great after the races and I was ready to do 25 more. Hey, l- let me ask you, what is your workout? Uh, what, what do you do to work out, Brian? What do you do during the week? Um, it, it just a little bit different. Every, you know, every year it seems like I try to change it up a little bit. Um, me and my wife, Heather, we go to a deal now called hot works. Um, and basically it's a, it's a sauna. So you go in there and you ride a bike for 15, 20, 30 minutes and then switch to another class and it's 130 degrees. Oh, so, wow. um, yeah. So I feel like if we can go in there and, and put the work in there and, and still come out on the other side and feeling good, it's about the only thing that's similar to what we do racing wise. Cause it's also obviously it gets very hot in the car and, um, yeah, you can't quit in there. And, and definitely if you can get through that, it definitely makes it easier when you get in, in the car and it gets hot and, because um, late in those races, you know, especially with the outlaws, you can win them and lose them in lap traffic if you're not focused and right. you get to a lap car and you make a mistake. And, then, you know, if you get wore down a bit and you start thinking, gosh, I'm getting a little bit tired here, 
you know, you start maybe missing your marks a little bit, and guys, uh, guys will pounce on you. And we, uh, we were able to uh, just, like I said, it was a good night overall. And it's easier for a driver mentally, physically, whatever, if your car is good. Uh, in years past, maybe I've been able to run the top, you know, like a like a 17-year-old kid, but maybe not the bottom as well as I can. But right. I feel like I'm running the bottom now better than the top. So you mix those two together, and, you know, it could be dangerous. Do, do you lift any weights during the week, Brian? Yeah, a little bit, but not nothing crazy. I'm not trying to be Mr. Olympia. Right. You know, um, just enough to to keep in good shape and like i said it's uh as you get older you just got to take care of your body a little bit more maybe a little bit smarter than you did when you were younger but like i said it's uh we've got a good package right now and that's just one piece of the puzzle you know you have to have a good good car good engine good team drivers got to be in a good mental and physical spot and like i said if you want to beat these outlaws it's I mean, they're, they're, they're tough races to win and we're proud to win one last night you know, it, it seems like to me that uh, yourself and Austin McCarl are kind of flying the uh, Knoxville flag for for the guys that race up there weekly. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've said that for the last couple of weeks here, and I, I think I even said that last year. You know, um, it's so awesome to see when the Outlaws go to Pennsylvania, where the you know the PA Posse, you know, they go in there, and it's a rivalry. You have to you have to be able to, you know. It's a rivalry. You have to win. The other both teams got to win half the half the races. That's what I consider a rivalry. And right. I've said it all week long. Um, I kind of put a lot of pressure really on myself. You know, um, kind of behind the scenes. I want to win the races, obviously myself all the time. But I feel like I put a little pressure on myself to kind of hold, you know, the Knoxville regular banner. You know, to to live up to our rivalry piece of it. And Austin did a phenomenal job last night just to say, Hey, if we want to beat these guys and call a rival, we got to beat them when they come to town at least right. half the time. It's, and, um, I was able to beat them last year and, um, obviously, you know, beat them last night, but yeah, we, we need to get the locals, you know, whether, whether up in there racing for, for wins, top fives, top threes, Austin finished fourth. So two locals in the top five. So that, that was a good night for us. So, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, um, it's good, uh, but like I said, tonight's a new night. Um, hopefully we can do the same things we did to start the night uh, last night and hopefully put ourselves back in a good position to, to go back and fight for another win. Did you get a congratulatory text from Kyle Larson last night? Actually, I did. So, yeah. <laughs> you did? Uh, yep, he, yep, yep. He's, uh, he sent me a message there, and that was, uh, that was good. So, uh, yep. Hey, uh, uh, not that we want to beat on the drum too much, but <laughs> just just to be honest with you, um, Kirk and I had your back, and let me tell you something. I, what I thought Kyle Larson did on his podcast, I, I'm just going to say, I think it was bullshit. Well, that's so unlike him to do that. What, what do you think was going on there, there, Brian? I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think, you know, um, I think he was doing it just to be a little bit funny and yeah. just kind of because he's a good friend of mine. I think yeah. I think that's what got me a little bit, you know, honestly maybe hurt my feelings more than anything else. Just like he, he like me and him are great friends. We've been on vacation together before, so it's like we, we'll razz each other from time to time, but we obviously don't do it on on a live media deal like you know a social media deal like he did. But like I said, I don't really feel like he meant much by it. He was just trying to be funny and probably got taken a little bit out of context but uh, like i said it's uh 
He's the best race car driver in the world. He doesn't need to say things to get clicks. He right. people are going to watch the watch the show no matter what. But, and, um, and like I said, I, I I've I've always said from day one, I'm, I'm probably I'm proud of Kyle Larson, like everyone is, good, uh, because of the race car driver he is. But I'm probably more proud of him as the person he has been since he's been 13 years old. He's not changed, and right. I, that's that's what I'm most proud of him. So um, it is what it is. Like it, it's. He's, we're still buddies. It's just uh, maybe I want to beat him just a little bit more than I did uh, listen, 14 days ago. Listen, just just so you know, what what really bothered me more than anything is when they said that you usually go backwards instead of forward. And that is complete BS, to be honest with you, because you're always trying to go forward. And I know you as well as anybody. I've known you for 20 years. And you're always trying to drive forward. And, 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 well, and I, I think I think if you sometimes if you like I own you have to think about it through my eyes and look at it a little bit different of how maybe people aren't looking at it this way. I own I own my own team, um, and if you just want to look at stats, okay, where'd you start? Where'd you finish? Maybe there are some nights I look like that I do go backwards, but here here's the, here's the facts. When you start the race and say you're running 18th, and it's 15 laps to go, 16 laps to go, and, and nothing's happening. You're not, you know how good your car is. You're not right. going to pass another soul. I pull off sometimes. Okay, so that turns me into a, a 25th or 26th place finish. There's right. lost eight spots. You, you didn't just lose the eight spots. You just conceded it because, you know, I, you can only go so many laps on my engines before they have to go back to get worked on. Right, you know, Just right. wear and tear and just like, how dumb will you feel if, if you crash running 18th because it doesn't pay any more money until you get to about 14th right, or 12th right. or whatever it is. So I think the numbers are skewed a little bit. I run as hard as I can every lap, and there's times I can pass cars and times I can't. And, you know, I give I give max effort every night, but I don't feel like we just go backwards nonstop. But like I said, everybody has opinions. You're not going to – you're not going to um, – Change you're the You're not going to please everyone or change anyone. Like I said, it's uh, – I want to beat him as much as we can, and, and that's not changed. And, you know, we'll hopefully get the opportunity in a lot of big races coming up this summer. And, and we're always going to back your, have your back, Brian, just so you know, here at Racing Boys. We're always going to have your back, buddy. And I appreciate that. Yeah, some people had said you guys had got on there and, and, and said some things that from what your guys' opinion was. And, I, like I said, I appreciate it. And, like I said, it, it is what it is. It, it's, um, you know, he, he did – he said what he said, and uh, was just part of it. Part of part of racing. Um, kind of just try to not to listen to any any of the outside garbage. Honestly, just try right. to do my own thing and believe in myself, believe in my team, and and go out there and try to get the job done. Well, that was so what's so shocking about that because that's so out of character for Kyle Larson to say things like that. I'm going, what? Uh, I, you know, I, yeah, but he he got out and said he that was an ass whipping that at North Wilkesboro, so he, it, that was a little out of context, I feel like, for him also. So Yeah, no yeah well, that, that that is so true. So, hey, uh, you know what really is heartwarming about what's going on with you this year is Chad Morgan, who was away from your team for, what, about a year, and he comes back now. Uh, that That's a great story. The chemistry. Because, you know, it seemed like a couple of years ago that things were getting maybe a little bit stale there, but he comes back, he's re-energized, and it's re-energized you. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, honestly, like, I want to win these races more for him than anything, just because, honestly, you know, his team he had last year just 
kicked him to the curb and said that he wasn't doing a good job for him and, and things like that. So um, I want, I, like for me, it's like I, I want to win every night, but to me, don't give me a little chip on my shoulder because that just that gets me up on the wheel a little bit more. And I want to do it for him. I want to do it to show people that he's, he's one of the best crew chiefs in the world. And um, I'm lucky to have him. But, yeah, having a year off, a year and a half off, did us both good. You know, there's there's things I learned last night from Danny in that year and a half that won me that race. So that was good for me to be, to be able to work with Danny and still so appreciative for that, him coming and, and being a part of our team. He was the first one to, in, in, off the scales to congratulate me, Danny was last night. And I talked to him after the races. So um, it's, that's all good on that front. And, yeah, to have Chad back and have have him focused and and have a little chip on his shoulder. Um, we we always we never we never got into it other than anything rather than wanting to win races. That's when we we would you know kind of bicker and fight. But we're on the same page now, and you get two guys that want to win as bad as we do on the same page, and that's a deadly deadly combination. And I like where we are right now as a team. You know, my dad. Um, Justin Lauer, Lace Hicks, uh, all of the people that that put in the hard effort to uh, to give us a great car every time we hit the track. Uh, um, it's what what it takes to beat these guys. And there you have it. That was Brian Brown on Track Talk Saturday morning, and we were lucky enough to get him up early that morning. Yeah, that, yeah. and and he really had a great run on Saturday night too. Not as fast as Friday night because David nope. Gravel had mm-hmm. a faster race car. Even Carson Macedo had a faster race car than Brian, but after the races and the, I thought David Gravel and Brian Brown handled themselves very well in Victory Circle the other night. Uh, David Gravel said all the right things, and yeah. Brian Brown said, "You know, it doesn't really matter where we finish tonight. We're all thinking about Carson." Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, when we come back, Chase Rodman is going to join us on the show. He is the pit reporter for the World of Outlaws, and we're going to talk in great length about the wreck that Carson Macedo had on Saturday night. That was a nasty wreck, and that was one of the most frightening things I think I've seen in a long, long time. The most frightening thing that you've ever seen in a long time was when Doug Wolfgang was pinned in his race yeah, car at I-70 that's one. At, at Lakeside, right? 31 years ago. Never will forget that. And the crash that Did Jeff you, Bodine had in that truck at Daytona. Let, that let, was another one. Let, let me ask you this. Did you think Doug Wolfgang was dying in that race car? I did. Yes, I did. Because he was in that fire for a long time, wasn't he? Yeah, and I was sitting up in the suites at Lakeside Speedway looking out the window like everybody else when that happened. There wasn't a lot of people there because it was hot laps. It was a practice session. He took an extra lap, too. He took an extra lap, and, uh, you know, there were more people in the suites than there was out in the grandstand watching right. that that, mm-hmm. that day. But uh, this was A as, lot of people screaming, weren't they, Kirk? Yes, and this was as chaotic a situation as that was the Carson Macedo incident on Saturday night. And we're very happy to report that Carson Macedo is out of the hospital and on his way to full recovery. Well, I'm going to semi-disagree with you a little bit, Kirk, because Doug Wolfgang was stuck in that car a lot longer than Carson Macedo. But the the initial situation where it seems like forever 
with fire going on. But yeah. yes, you're right. They got Carson out of the car much quicker, a lot quicker. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the World of Outlaws pit reporter Chase Rodman is going to join us next, right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They're going to be racing down at Nevada this weekend. So get down there and check them out. We'll be back with more in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. 
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at Nevada this weekend, so get down there and see them on Saturday night. Saturday night, right, Kurt? Saturday night, the 17th. There's a lot of open wheel and, well, actually, non-wing and wing action all right. over the Kansas City area this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um uh, joining us now on the show is Chase Rodman. He is the pit reporter for the World of Outlaws. Chase, how you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Hey, man. We can't thank you enough for being on each week with us. It, it's such a positive for us because we get to talk in depth about the World of Outlaws. And I, I know that we need to go straight to uh, David Gravel and what happened to him on Saturday night. Did, Carson Macedo. Uh, Carson Macedo. Did, did you uh, did you hear of anything breaking on the right front of that car? I did not. They they hadn't really gotten to a point where they were able to. I feel like look at the car. I feel like just kind of more the um, the focus was on you know Carson himself and if he was okay. Um, but after watching, and I, I watched it happen live, obviously, and I watched mm-hmm. a couple of replays. And, you know, that wreck, I was telling somebody yesterday, it reminded me a lot of Jake Newman's wreck from Lakeside with High Limit. Uh, it just, you know, went in the corner and just and just turned dead right. Right. Um, and that's what, as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, that reminded me a lot of, of Jake's crash from a few weeks ago. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and... We couldn't have been at a better place, really, than Knoxville Raceway for the crew to get down there and start putting out the fire. And then a few drivers jumped out of their cars and went in there to save him as well, didn't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, that was, I mean, the only other place that I could think of that is even, you know, remotely close to the safety crew that Knoxville has is maybe Houston. They've got a great group of guys down there, too, at MedStar and They've got those special uh, pickup trucks with the fire retardant deal on them and everything. But um, yeah, man, it was it was a really scary scene. Um, I was standing on the tower um, in the infield watching the race, and then uh, you know that happened, and he was I mean he was on fire for a while, and I climbed down the ladder to get, it's a long ladder to get up into that tower, and I was walking over there, and like he was, and it was like a good, I don't know, probably 25 second, 30 second walk. And he was like still on fire when I got there. Oh man. And, um, you know, everybody's, it was like, it, like, it's hard to describe what it was like down there. It was like a, it was like a war zone, man. It was just so chaotic and everybody's doing everything they can to get him out. Um, you know, Brad, Brad Sweet was down there, Spencer Basin and, and Geo Selzy, all those guys trying to get in there and get him out. Um, obviously Carson was, was knocked out. He couldn't help himself out, you know. So uh, right, the seatbelts right. were—they were having trouble getting the seatbelts undone. Um, nobody had any of the seatbelt cutters either, which I think is going to be addressed here very soon. 
Um, but uh, yeah, 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 it was. But it was scary. Uh, but Brad was talking about the, the the cutters, and and you could tell him talking about the cutters and needing to get in there to cut the seatbelt loose. Yeah. So he was when I got down there, he was yelling to. Um, to Cody Jacobs and a couple other guys that were standing down there to get some, uh, you know, like some uh, paradikes or, you know, some flush cuts or anything, zip tie cutters or whatever you want to call them, to get them some of those and, and get them out of there. But I think finally Brad was able to get that ratcheting seatbelt deal unloosed and, and they finally got the seatbelts off there. Um, but, you know, I think from now on here, coming up soon, Brian Carter and, and Carlton Reamers and all these other guys, they realized that, you know, the outlaw officials and probably even all the safety officials at the racetracks need to have those seatbelt cutters, you know, sitting there ready to go in case right. something like that happens again. I'm surprised Knoxville doesn't have that already. Yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned uh, you know, their safety crew doing a great job. There was one thing that was a little interesting because that night, Saturday night, it was it looked like we weren't even going to race. It was supposed to rain, and they usually have a fire truck in the infield, but it actually was kept inside of the uh, the uh, barn or whatever outside the racetrack and i think that was due to the fact that they didn't think we were going to race and of course we have a big incident like that happen right. um, when the fire truck could have been used uh and you know maybe even helped a little bit faster um it was just a bad situation that you know they thought it was going to rain out so they left it in there and then we ended up racing um and then that happened so yeah um yeah i i, I can't explain to you guys enough how like even after like even the rest of the night, I was, like, shaking. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe what I just witnessed. And I'd never been in a situation in this, you know, in my job title where I've had to deal with something like that, you know, and have right. to try and talk about what happened. It was something I'd never experienced before. It was crazy. You well, know, that fire uh, truck uh, you're talking about would have had the cutters, I believe. Let, let, me, let me just say this. Kirk Elliott was at Lakeside Speedway when Doug Wolfgang took an extra lap and he pounded the wall at Lakeside Speedway. And – that had to be a little more terrifying than what you saw Saturday night, right? Oh, much worse. Much because worse. Because they couldn't get the steering wheel off the car. It had a plastic sleeve on it. And it, and it melted the sleeve. And the steering wheel, it, you know, if you can't get the steering wheel off the car, you couldn't get him out of the car. And, the, and that was the biggest issue with Doug Wolfgang. Was that the that beginning time. of the end of his career, Kurt? He came back after that. Yeah. He did come back after that, but it was pretty miraculous. Did he win a race after that? I can't remember that, but he did. He did race after that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, that that was, you know, fire is always the most frightening thing in racing. I, Would you agree, Chase? I, I mean, that is. I, I think fire oh, is yeah. the, fire is the number one concern for race car drivers. Would you agree, Chase? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's just a, such a helpless feeling. I'd have to think. Obviously, I've never been on fire i've never driven a sprint car and been in a situation like that but um i can just imagine that it's um you know a really really bad feeling as a driver and the worst part was, was carson wasn't even you know he was unconscious man when it was right. the whole thing was going on yeah um so you know geo selzy tried jumping in there he was even on fire trying to help like his leg caught on fire and they had to spray him down and um it was just uh like i said i got down there it was like a war zone man it was yeah. it was crazy it, so, it's certainly one of the most frightening things and i've seen a lot of races at knoxville uh but that's certainly one of the most frightening things i've seen at that race hey do you know when uh, uh he's got a broken rib is that going to change anything for him is he going to be able to drive with with that broken rib 
You know, I'm not sure. After the race this Saturday, uh, you know, he was at that he was at the hospital right down the road uh, from the racetrack, and I went over there to try and see him. And you know, he was in the in the room, and uh, I wasn't able to see him. But I was talking to, you know, Bobby Johnson was there, and and Clyde Knipp, and a couple of those guys that work on the team. And um, you know, just from hearing about the injuries that he did have, you know, like you said, the the rib, and then his hand. I think his thumb got a little bit messed up in the in the crash shoe, probably from the steering wheel or something. Got a little um, little then, burn on his neck as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have to think him walking out of that place and uh, you know being in a lot better condition than what everybody's thinking. I I think he's, you know, he's a racer and he's battling for a world Allies championship i wouldn't think that this would be the first time ever that we've seen a guy getting a huge wreck like that and you know get a little you know some minor injuries and come back the next week and race yeah and, hey you know carson wants to win bad so you mentioned bobby johnson has there been anyone who's been through more bad situations than, than bobby, bobby johnson? johnson yeah that is i was saying that to somebody else too you know you got you started off with Kevin Gobrick and then obviously Jason and now Carson. It's just been, it's, it's just a bad deal all around for her. You know, she was in there when I got to the hospital, she was talking to Carlton Reamers, who's, you know, obviously one of the, you know, the head guy on the road with the outlaws. And I feel like she's been through some of these, um, these situations already. Like she knows exactly what it's like and that's yeah. a terrible thing, you know, but, uh, luckily she, uh, this time, you know, Carson is, He's going to be all right, you know. He, I mean, he walked out of the hospital and he was. You he's know, going to be good. Some stuff on Twitter, and you know, he's doing all right. So, yeah, that's, that's the main thing. I just, I think it's crazy that he's okay, just from everything that happened. You the know? biggest disappointment, I would say, is that he had a six-point lead. Was he had a six-point lead over David Gravel, and now he's dropped thirty points behind. Will he be able to make up for that? Yeah, I think he will. Um, but you know, it's I don't know if it's gonna happen this weekend, obviously after that big wreck. I'm not saying it's gonna slow him down or anything, but I'm just saying that, you know, Brad is historically Beaver Dam is one of Brad's best racetracks. Actually just the whole state of Wisconsin, um, uh, might as well be renamed to you know, Brad Sweet. I don't know. But he's just so good in that state. Every track we go to in Wisconsin he's always fast. So um I don't think Carson's gonna get back to him this weekend, but uh, you know, he's got better stats than Brad across the board. You know, he's got two mm -hmm. more top fives. He's got, you know, the same amount of top tens, a couple less wins, but I feel like he's been more consistent. Um, and uh, recently Brad, you know, he's been going backwards more than he has forwards and features, which is not the case with Carson. So I don't right. think 30 points back, there's still a lot of races left, and I think he's he's still well in it. Brad, uh, Carson Macedo, uh, you know, was he had a, he had a fast race car, when this happened, he had passed Brian oh, yeah. Brown. He was chasing down David Gravel. Yeah. He might have had a shot to win that race. He, he had a fast he, car. He did have a fast car. Yeah, I think he was like right when that wreck happened, he had like kind of, if I remember right, he kind of slid from the bottom to the top. And then like right when he did that, he was like maybe two or three car lengths behind Dave and was catching him in traffic. So he definitely had a car that could win. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy to think that, this is now two years in a row where some crazy thing has happened that's taken Carson out of the points lead. You know, remember last year at the Grove when he ran second, was going to have a huge lead on Brad, and then he got disqualified for being light at the scales. And now this year, this big wreck, and it takes him out of it again, you know. So right. just can't seem to catch a break, really. L let me ask you about the Hunter Schoenberg move to Buddy Kofoid. What do you think about that? 
Well, uh, you know, like everybody's talking about on Twitter and stuff, it didn't really seem like a, you know, they always say a mutual, agreed to mutually part ways or whatever, but I, it doesn't seem like it from, from everything that I've read with, the, you know, him buying all those new T-shirts and everything like that. Um, I don't think it was very mutual at all. I don't know what, you know, happened behind the scenes or whatever, but it took a while for that car to be as competitive as it is now, and I think it was all thanks to Hunter, right, and, and Clinton Boyles, right? He helped yeah. out a lot, but Hunter was kind of the main – main deal behind it he made that team uh competitive you know on the outlaw or on the all-star uh tour and getting them wins and being right there in the top three in the points and, and it just sucks to see hunter putting all that work into that car and then this happens yeah you know but i think he'll be all right i you know he, i think that he's going to be able to go somewhere i don't know what car he's going to be running the rumor is you know bernie's 71 and that kind of seems to be like you know the what they're saying the, the buffer car right you lose your ride right you go there you run good, you wait for another car to open up, and then you go there. Uh, we've seen that uh, quite a bit over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so not sure. I haven't heard anything yet, but I'm sure Hunter will, will get something going here soon. And, and Corey Eliason to the 11 car, uh, did you see that coming? Um. Yeah, I feel like that he was kind of – well, I mean, he was in the buffer car, right? He was in the Bernie's car, and uh, there was a couple of guys that you could have thought of that maybe would go to the 11, and he was definitely – on that list, probably at the top of that list, really. Um, and, uh, no, I wasn't surprised at all. And Corey's been good. It took him a, you know, a race or two to get going. He's won, I think, what, an all-star race, maybe two of them now, and ran pretty decent with us this weekend in Knoxville. So, um, yeah, I think we'll see him run pretty well here coming up. And that car last year was really good at Houston. That's where Buddy got his, his first win uh, with them at Houston last year. So that'll be a good weekend for, for the 11 team. So, uh, Corey, I think he fits right in really well with those guys. It was uh, it was kind of a strange night at Knoxville because he had you kind of in a hurry up mode had to kind of redo the the uh, order of events in order to get things through and there was a lot of rain around there was even a question whether to even push get- off for the A main you got it in but it it was just kind of a hurry up different mood uh, trying to get that show in up there at Knoxville on Saturday night. Yeah, it was go 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 all night long. You know, I I usually. Uh, we have those situations, you know, relatively often. Um, and it's one of those nights where I don't get to do much talking on the mic. I mean, I did the opening ceremonies. I did the thing right before the feature, and that was it. We didn't have a dash draw. We didn't have heat interviews. Um, but, yeah, it went by really quick. Um, and, you know, I wanted to mention this on the show because I feel like he didn't get enough credit for what he did the other night. A guy from your guys' area, you know, Garrett Williamson, what a great night for him. What a great uh, run. 360 win and a podium finish with the Outlaws. I mean, that was – Knoxville is not the place I was expecting to see him get his first podium, but man, was it a great night for him! And it's yeah. so cool to see that happen. Yeah, we got uh, him well, on the show a little bit he, later he, on here. He's going so to be on with yeah. us here in just a little bit. So, hey, but, I, to, yeah, he needs to, to get a podium finish with the World of Outlaws, man. That's that is something to hang your hat on. Oh, absolutely, and you know it's it's good for him too because you know he. Um, the first part of the year, like I feel like he was, he made a dash or two with us, and he was having, you know, good runs in the heats. But then it's just like every time in the feature, man, that it would just break. He'd have some kind of mechanical problem and just could never finish the race. Um, but finally, they got everything sorted out. I don't know if it was the motor problem or what it was, but they've got it figured out. That car's not breaking anymore. And um, you know, he uh, after this weekend, there's going to be a lot of eyes on him when it comes to the Knoxville Nationals. I'm not saying the win, but maybe one of those guys that could. You know, maybe you'd be one of those guys that sneaks into the feature or barely misses out on it, you know, uh, or even the 360 Nationals mm-hmm. getting that win this weekend, and he was good. You know, he beat Aaron Reitzel and 
Reitzel's been dominant there this year in the 360. So uh, I, I see a lot of good things on the horizon for, for Garrett Williamson coming up here. Yeah, we can't wait to talk to him here in just a few minutes. I thought that David Gravel and Brown said all the right things in victory circle after that. I applaud those two guys for saying all the right things at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm not going to bring it up to them. You know, I'm going to let them say it themselves. And, of course, they did, you know, like the professionals that they are. And it's, you know, David and Carson are locked into a, a tight battle, you know, at the top of the standings. And uh, they're still good friends. You know, they've had their run-ins. Like, what was it, earlier this year they got into each other and uh, there was quite the bit of drama on Twitter. But, man, when you're when you're traveling up and down the road, you know, 250-something nights out of the year with the same people, you know, it they become your friends, they become your family. And that's why it was so scary because, like, you know, Carson rides a lot with, with the Dirt Vision crew to the airport, and he stays in our hotel rooms quite a bit when he needs a ride. And uh, you know, he's become a really good friend to us. And it's when you see a guy like that that you hang out with and see so much, even as a competitor like David is, I mean, it's it's a big deal, man. It could have yeah. been anybody. That could have happened to anybody. No doubt about it. You, you know, we were really good friends with Jason Johnson and um... – and a lot of other drivers that have been seriously injured over the years. And just to be honest with you, I cringe every time I see one of these violent wrecks like that. Yeah, you know, and like I said, that's the first time I've been involved uh, in something like that where I've actually been there. Uh, you know, there was – I was actually at Calistoga a few years ago when uh, Damian Gardner's crew guy, you know, uh, he, he got killed in the middle of a race. Uh, that was the only other time, but that was before live streaming. You know, and this is a completely different situation when you've got, you know, tens of thousands potentially watching at home and this situation happens and it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy, man. I, 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 I never will, I, I never will forget Todd and I, our producer Todd and I were together when the Jason Johnson has happened. By the way, that happened at Beaver Dam where you're going to this weekend. And Todd, I think you would yeah. agree with me. We'll never forget. That what was, we felt like when that happened. Well, we were doing the live broadcast. I yeah. don't, where were we at, Kirk, that weekend? Do you remember? Uh, you were down in Texas, I believe. And when we got the word that Jason yeah. Johnson had lost his life, that was, you know, Jason Johnson was a five-time ASCS National Tour champion with us, and we thought a lot of him. And when we heard the word that he had passed, that was that was one of the most yeah. gut-wrenching uh, other than Jesse Hockett, Jesse Hockett was the most gut-wrenching feeling I ever had when we right. learned about Jesse Hockett. And we were doing a live show yeah, we were called Primetime where we cover all the races, uh, both Friday and Saturday night. Todd and produced it, and we were on talking about it, and we were following that race very closely, and we kind of placed bets on who Yeah, we, I picked Jason Johnson. Picked and Jason Johnson, and, and we just never will forget where yeah. we were and what we were doing when that incident happened. I mean, it happened. was live. Like you said, it's one thing when you're watching, when you're broadcasting live and you feel like you're kind of the, like you like you said, you're an announcer, so you're kind of like broadcasting the news. You know, you have a little responsibility what you can and yeah. can't say, but, oh, my gosh, it was like you said, you the rest of the week you just had this strange feeling, and just, I'm sure Chase that, just a knot in your gut that you know all night I've been in those situations. Like you said, all night your brain's not stopping; it doesn't yeah. allow you to stop. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I I remember feeling that same way when Brian Clawson got killed. You know, I was yes uh, back back when that happened. I was really big into USAC. I still am. I love USAC. I love the history of it. But um, I mean, he was the guy. You know, obviously, when it came to USAC, and he was starting to branch off into the wing stuff. But I remember waking up the next morning for that press conference, and I was in California, and I woke up at like 
5 a.m. to watch that press conference, and I'll never forget it, man. I was I was crying that morning. I was like, dude, Brian, I never even met him before, but I was like, dude, I watch this guy every weekend. You know, he seems like an awesome dude, and and this happens. It's just it couldn't have happened to a worse guy. As you know? I mean, nice a guy a, as better you guy ever want to meet was Brian Clawson. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's just I was just like, my goodness, dude. And I remember that day. I never will forget it. I woke up at 5 a.m. to turn on a news conference, and, and uh, it was terrible news. And terrible. you remember the Friday night before that, he was involved in a bad wreck the night before that. That yeah, hurt. Yeah, it's a, I remember that, too. Yeah, I, was, I remember watching. I mean... It's just, uh, it's crazy. And, you know, he loved that place, too. He loved Belleville. And um, it just, uh, man, it was just such a terrible night. And, yeah. you, you know, I, I just feel like when that stuff happens, you just kind of, you get that bad feeling, right? You're like, man, that just looked bad. And you can kind of tell by the way that people are acting around that are close to it. You know, you're just like, man, this does not seem good. And it's yeah. a terrible feeling. Well, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's you another... know it was a terrible feeling when, when TJ and Jeff, uh, from Spire Sports Entertainment told me that they were in the room when he passed. Oh my, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, but it's yeah. just another reminder, Chase, that as safe as we've made these cars, it's still a dangerous sport. And to think these guys are putting their lives on the line. Listen, uh, with the sheer speed and what these guys are doing every race, uh, and that was a reminder the other night that that's still in play. Let's, let's be fair. Sprint car racing is the most dangerous form of dirt track racing am i correct oh, yeah. that's not even close yeah yeah oh yeah it ain't close i mean late models i feel like very safe we don't see guys getting hurt that that often in late models right. are big blocks really um midgets non-wing cars obviously probably the most dangerous but you know wing sprint cars are right there i mean we just had that wreck with peck justin peck not too long ago that was a wild oh He's man lucky. yeah he wasn't in worse condition, really. Yeah, no doubt about it. That was, that was, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because when we saw the car being hauled away, you looked at the aftermath of that race car and you're thinking, oh my God, Justin Peck is very fortunate. Right, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was, that was a horrifying wreck as well because the, the cage collapsed on that car, right? Yeah, I mean, it collapsed and broke and all kinds of weird stuff. And mm-hmm. the craziest thing about that whole thing is, you know, Jason Leffler, it's his birthday today, or it's the day that, is his birthday or, his, or the day he died? I can't remember. It's one of those two days. Uh, but he was driving that exact same car, the, the Book 13, and he died at that exact same racetrack. Bridgeport. And Justin yep. Peck. It's, I mean, that is just unbelievable to think that that is the case there. Um, that's crazy but uh yeah we we miss jason leffler too man yeah no well doubt. we're so happy uh, that listen, carson I, is uh, I, I don't know if you know this coming along but i was very good friends with jason leffler because he yeah dr- i never got to meet because uh, uh, he drove at spire sports and entertainment for a, a good long time and he had the great clips car down there and i went out and socialized with him a ton of times, man. And let me tell you, when Jason Leffler passed away, that was one of the most gut-wrenching feelings that I ever had when it comes to a driver because he was not only such a good guy, he was a great guy. And I'll never forget the time that we came out of Buffalo Wild Wings and he ran across the street and slid across the hood of my car and laughed at me. He's he, he was just he was just a character man. He was such a good guy. I I just yeah, I miss Jason a lot. I wish I could have met him. You know, obviously he had a lot of great racing accomplishments, and you know you hear of guys like 
you know, Kyle Larson and Rico Avery talking about how good of a guy he was, and you hear you talking about it, and it's just, uh, man, Great the sport guy. can be so just unforgiving. It's insane. Yeah. Well, hey, I, hey, I, before we let you go, I want to talk to you about Brian Brown's domination of Friday night. He just stomped him. He, he was 4.6 seconds out in the lead. He, he kind of stomped on him a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, he did. You know, it was just a good weekend overall, first and second. Um, and, you know, he didn't let David get too far away in that, that second race on Saturday. So, uh, but, I mean, now everybody, now the question is, can he get it done in August, right? I mean, he's, he, right. Won, he won this race last year. And then in August, he wasn't really a factor for the win. But maybe maybe this is the year, you know. Um, and uh, that's kind of what everybody, everybody's mind is thinking. If you I know, remember Brian's right, Brian Brown yeah. had a terrible qualifying effort in his qualifying night. He uh, got in the soupy stuff down on the bottom of the racetrack and had a bad time trial. Mm-hmm. That put him behind for the rest of the week. Yeah, and it's uh, with that format, man, you can't afford to have a bad qualifying lap. I would say that qualifying is probably the most important part it, of it is. the Knoxville National for What Tasser Phillips last year, he qualified quick time. I don't remember what he did in his heat race, but uh, he was still able to make the show, the big show on Saturday, you know, even if he didn't go from eighth to fourth or whatever in his heat race. I don't know what he ran, right. but I know he didn't do anything crazy, but just qualifying quick time alone is is an, is is huge. And look what that did for Carson McCarl. He had a he had a great time trial and put himself on the pole for the A main. Yeah. Or Austin yeah. McCarl. I mean, Austin yeah. McCarl. Oh yeah, yeah. Austin. Yeah. I mean yeah. and that I mean that alone is probably one of the biggest accomplishments of Austin's career and probably will be for a long time until he gets an outlaw win. You know, and then he was on the pole again on Friday night. Uh, I feel like those guys are kind of underrated right now, that 88 team. Uh, they were fast at some high-limit races. They won an IRA show this year and ran really good both nights with us. Austin McCarl will get a World of Outlaw win. I think it could happen at Houston that week. He was good there. His best ever finish with us was the second there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. maybe it'll happen at Houston. How about Riley Goodnow last night at Houston's? Man, I didn't get to watch it, but I got a bunch of text messages saying it was a great race between him and Matt Jewell or something. Yeah. Um, and then I saw that Corey Day and, and Ayrton Jennison were the podium. But, yeah, that was a huge deal for for Riley because, uh, you know, he ran, what, third third or second there with us last year for his best ever outlaw finish, and now he gets a win there. Uh, a big confidence booster for him because I feel like he's not really had the best year so far. You know, I don't think he made any of the shows with us this weekend. Um, he's been kind of struggling a little bit, but, uh, a huge win. That's good for him. And, you know, that's a, it's a cool thing for, uh, you know, as far as the confidence go, we saw Noah Gass, the guy that needs some confidence. He went over there to Houston a few weeks ago, finished second. Um, so that, that, uh, you know, I like Houston because I feel like it's kind of a, um, it's almost like an equalizer for the guys that, uh, you know, don't have the most incredible, uh, equipment as far as like maybe a, yep. a 41 or a 2 or 49 team they can go there and, and be competitive so uh, cool to, I like Houston they got they got a good program going over there and uh, Todd Queering's doing a great job with that track and no doubt and it's going to be a he's telling me this weekend that they've got the whole place sold out for Saturday that Houston's race and like all three prelim nights are like going to be close to sold out wow that's going to be big is that this Saturday a week from Saturday two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars to win on Saturday night, June 24th. Hey, Chase, guess what I'm doing? I'm going to go out to PA Speed Week. Okay, when that starts here pretty soon, right? That's the same week, I think. 23rd through the yeah. 3rd. 
Yeah, that's a that's a speed week that I'd like I'd like to go to. I've been to Indiana Sprint Week and Midget Week, uh, but never went to PA Speed Week. That's that's definitely on my list of things to go do. And uh, Eastern Storm with USAC. I want to go to both those. Yeah, I, I'm taking an RV out there and I'm gonna go track to track and just camp out. That sounds like uh, the dream right there, really. Yeah, no I'd doubt say. about it. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, Chase, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at Nevada this weekend on Saturday night. So we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, my man? Yeah, I just want to let you guys know that uh, I actually am going to Mexico here on on uh, Thursday, so I won't be at Beaver Dam this weekend, but I'll, I'll I should be able to take your guys' call from from Mexico. So we'll uh, talk uh, to you then. Are you going to drink some tequila? Uh, well, more than likely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, well, absolutely. don't drink. Don't over drink the tequila because it will make you sick. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to make sure I don't have too much to drink prior to our call on Monday. All right. Well, okay. I will see you up the Saturday night at Cusett's uh, the following Saturday. I'll see you up there for that. Perfect. All right. Perfect. I'll be there. Th- thanks, Chase. Appreciate you. Thanks, Chase. All right. See you guys. There he is, Chase Rodman, pit reporter extraordinaire for he the World of Outlaws. He can still check in with us from Mexico. How he's, about that? He's going to check in. Yeah. He'll be watching what's going on. Well, hopefully our phone will ring down there. Cell phone service should work down there, should it not? Should not have a problem. Should it ring down there? He should have a problem unless he's in a, you know, remote part of Are we going to get Garrett Williamson on next? He's going to be on about 105, 1 o'clock. We're going to take a break here in a little bit. After the top of the hour, we're going to hopefully get a hold of him. Um, Kirk, Jonathan Davenport, he won that race at Eldora on a rubber down racetrack, didn't he? Yeah, he he grabbed the lead early enough, I think on lap 30 of that 100-lap race. But once he got out in front and the track took rubber, and it uh, was there, over. Was, uh, there was nobody that was going to have anything for him, unfortunately. Uh, you know, that's that's a bummer. The rubber came with about lap 50. And so you were, saying, you, you were saying that somebody on the broadcast said that they need to do something with the the top end. Well, I heard Michael Rigsby commenting about this. Uh, he and Randy Weaver were uh, doing a post-race show after it, and he says what they need to do at Eldora is work on the top lip of the racetrack to really encourage more people to go to the top side instead of the bottom. You had some of that. Ricky Thornton Jr. tried the top side. Bobby Pierce always tries the top side. But it just it wasn't there about halfway through. But if they had once just the rubber little, comes in on the right. bottom, there's nowhere else to go. But the point he was making, if they had uh, a cushion or maybe a, a lip up at the top of the racetrack, that would uh, that would help keep it from taking on rubber. Mm-hmm. So that was his comment about it. Uh, I I thought it was slicked off from start to finish, and and, and during a lot of the preliminaries, the heat races were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a long hundred lap race like it, that, it just rubbered up. Yeah. So I mean, it, you know when it's dry, that happened, when, when it's dry, when it's early, Kirk, that usually says that it's going to rubber up before the end of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, it's uh, we've seen it happen before. We've seen rubber happen before. Even Knoxville took on rubber 
the week before during the USAC non-wing sprint car show. It didn't this past weekend, but uh, every once in a while you'll see tracks uh, take on rubber, and once that happens, there's uh, not a lot you can do about it at that point. You can do as much prep work as you can before the race. I'm not exactly sure all they did to uh, prep the racetrack before that 100-lap race on Saturday night, but it was hard and slick, and even if you go out and tickle the racetrack or do any kind of prep work to it, mm -hmm. if it's hard to begin with, it's pretty hard to do any kind of prep work before that and save it from taking on rubber, and that's what happened on Saturday night. Yeah, no doubt. But Davenport walked out of there with $129,000 on top of the more than $2 million that he won last year. He's doing pretty good. He's uh, He looks like he's back in business to me. And, and he doesn't want to come on our show. Well, I reached out to him, but he just uh, didn't respond. Yeah. So. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod and Supply featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They're going to be racing down at Nevada this weekend on Saturday night. So get down there and check them out. For Todd Surprise, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Tra Trailer saying we'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com.
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy. I love racing, boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than a tornado in a trailer park. Get her done! Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply. They'll be racing down at Nevada this weekend on Saturday night, so get down there and check them out. Got a good group of cars going down there racing. And joining us now... It's a guy that got him a podium finish up at Knoxville this weekend, Garrett Williamson. Garrett, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Well, we're doing much better than uh, – we uh, can't be doing any better than you. Man, that had to be a thrilling victory for you on uh, on Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great – it was a great Saturday all around, you know, picking up our first 360 win there, and then the podium without walls was huge also. Yeah, man. Uh, just let's talk about that outlaw race first. Uh, that is a big deal to go up there and finish third place in a world of outlaw race. You got the nationals coming up uh, later on this year. That that's got to give you a ton of juice uh, heading forward, does it not? Yeah, it gives us a big confidence, especially with big races coming up, and then to run well there with those guys in town. It's really big. Uh, we've kind of struggled there with the four ten in the last few weeks. We've been for some more speed, trying some different stuff. And I think we just got off balance with our race car. And Saturday, after Friday night, we weren't really good at all. And Saturday, we kind of went back to what we did at the beginning of the year with the 410 there. And we were good then, and it kind of proved that we we're and we were good now with it. So I think we found a, a baseline to start off with again and have some stability in the race car and be fast. Garrett, uh, let me ask you this. What has turned your program around? Because, man, you've always been fast. You were fast in a 360. You were fast in a 410. What 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 has made the difference in your team this year? I think Dennis Moore Jr. is, is the answer to that. We got to work together a little bit in the Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sounds like we might have lost. It's just people just don't understand. It's all uh, 
phone. Interview's going to take fucking hours. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hey. Uh, I, I think I think we lost you there for a minute, Garrett. Good yeah, we're getting feedback. Yeah. Here, put him on hold. Put him on hold real quick, and I'll get uh, Hold on a sec. Hey, he can't hear you. I, I he can't hear you. Oh, he can't hear us. Sorry, I cut up. Can you hear me hey, now? You haven't connected to the truck. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, anyway, man, it, they, it, it's got to give you a boost of confidence going into the Nationals, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Going to the Nationals after that run this weekend is, is big, knowing we, we found something, we hit on it, and I think we just built off that. And hopefully we'll be able to get some 24 back out with the 410 in it to build on that and get some more laps with it. But right now the, the 410 with the 24 is new parts, unfortunately. We're just – not doing well on motors right now. We're going to spend the one we just ran this weekend back. She's tired and only have one left right now and has eight nights on it. So I don't want to get in too big of a pickle and really be stuck at the end of the year not racing. So taking our battles with sucks right now, but it is what it is. We're not a huge budget team, so we just got to do what we can and right. plug it away. Uh, and, and motors is the most important thing because you can have a motor problem, and then when you want to recycle a motor, you've got to have a motor in place to put in your car so when you send the other motor back, you can get it freshened up, and then when it's freshened up, you bring it back and you plug it into the car, right? Yep, that's that's what we're trying to get our program to, just always having one in cycle and having a fresh one to go in. But it takes time, and with the 410 deal, it's, they're a little less nice on them, and you, you just can't get the nice out of them because of the 360. So yeah. we're slowly yeah. trying to build our 4, 410 program to what our 360 was, and having really good equipment with that and having really strong motors. You know, you dropped a little bit ago. When I asked you, what do you think is the number one reason that you've turned your team around? You, you started to mention some drive, uh, some people that are helping you with your team. Go ahead and say that again. Um, Dennis Moore Jr. I think it's kind of what turned this program around. We got to work together at the end of the last year a little bit. And we clicked off two wins and we went out to the world finals, put it in the dash out there and, we're fast with outlaws at Lakeside, and I think we're just now starting to get back in tune to what we were last year, and I think we're starting to get really fast, and I'm excited to see what the rest of the year brings, but no, I think we're going to get back into the rhythm we were and start getting really fast. You and- know, DMJ is one of the great, <sighs> great guys, man, and, 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 and he's a little insane, too, on top of it, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, he's a character for sure. I think everyone knows that he don't you don't talk to uh, Dennis without having some kind of good story or anything like that. But yeah, he's a character, but I think we work really well and we get each other's lingo and he understands what I'm trying to say about the car. And I've, I've just had a really good time working with him right now. And I think we're, we click really well and there's no hard feelings and we can tell each other our feelings and no one gets, gets upset about it. So I think that's, the big Phoenix got to be able to talk and uh, figure out what you're trying to say and not hurt each other's feelings and right. D- everyone's striving for the same thing and to win. DMJ came very close to winning the uh, 1500 Nationals. If if yeah. that, remember that? Uh, I didn't. I don't remember seeing it, but I've I've heard the story about it multiple times. <laughs> well, he's a he's a two time 360 Knoxville Nationals winner. Indeed he is, yeah, and I'm I'm trying to get on that list with him. Hopefully we can do that this year. After this weekend, that well, I feel like we've kind of 
not been where I wanted it with the 360. Obviously, we've been fast. We've had good results up there, but just not where I think we needed to be. And Saturday night, we were really good, and I think that was that was a start to something, I hope. Man, we're really proud of you. You know, we always take care of our local guys that run well with the World of Outlaws, and we wanted to make sure that you got the credit that you deserve this weekend after picking up that podium finish there. Man, how thrilling was that when you were down there in uh, on the podium with those three guys, those two guys was, up there? That was huge. You know, after the race, I rolled by Brown, and he was pissed off, and he was excited for it because he knows how much team and how much I talk. Brown does a lot for me and our team. I talk to him a lot about just trying to be a better race car driver and how to run our team better. He does a lot, so I think it was cool to see him excited for me. And then David Gravel is one of the best in the game right now. So to run uh, third to them guys is huge, and I know it's huge for our partners' impact on them signs and wraps. For me and Brown to be on the podium, they were up there right. in the suite. So that was really cool for them. And then pick up a win for Don Long in the 360. He does a lot for me, obviously, with the 360 program, and he does so much just for racing in general around the North right. area. And right. So that was huge. And we have a lot of great partners this year with Lindville Print. Repair, Trusun Interior, Nexterior, Cone Corner, Snap Electric, Perry's Automotive, and then Midmo Equipment, my car owner, that's his business, and obviously he's given me an opportunity that most kids would die for, and I'm just very thankful for what he's done for me. And Who, uh, get, who gives you the most advice out of anybody that you lean on? Who's the one person that gives you the most advice? Um, I'd say I talk to... Obviously, DMJ and Brown the most, so I talk to a lot. Yeah. Uh, how much of an impact was it that after the podium finish, the World of Outlaws, that they ran the 360s last, that you were going out there finish off the night as the winner at the top of the podium? Yeah, that was awesome. I didn't even know we were off the front row of it until we were doing the uh, – we were on the podium with Outlaws. They were talking. Someone said, yeah, you got to start off the front row of this. And I was like, oh, geez, I guess got to go win this one now. After this run, we need to back that up. And what a better time to take off our first win with the, with yeah, the you Outlaws did. in town and coming in off a strong run with those guys. You didn't have much time to think about it because they hustled you right to the 360 car to get right out there and get after it with the 360. Not much time to think about it before the 360 no. starts. There wasn't. We haven't been running double duty as lot this year. It's kind of been nice. You just don't have time to get in your head and think about stuff. So it was kind of nice to just hop in one car. I tell DMJ what I'm thinking. We're always on the track, so I can tell them what I think the track's doing. And it's worked out really well. And obviously, we're always any laps you can get around that place is great. So right. double the laps, and I think it helps a lot for us. How, how hard is it to prepare two cars for one night? It's a lot, you know, and my guys, uh, Anthony Miller and Corey, they bust their butts all night, and I know I can trust them, and there's no second thoughts, and I think that's huge that I, I can climb in both race cars, not worrying about nothing, and just go do what I'm supposed to do and do my job and drive the race car to the best of my ability, and they do an amazing job prepping uh, awesome race cars for me. Yeah. Uh, you were up at Houston Speedway last night driving a different race car. Who are you driving for up there? Uh, Shane Lee number 10 machine how's that car get around uh gets around pretty good you know i think we're just struggling to find a package that we're all comfortable with right now and we qualify right and the rest of the night we're just kind of mediocre so we got some big shows coming up in that they've stepped up huge and gave me the opportunity to come run for them why 
my motor program isn't what it needs to be. So they're giving me a great opportunity to come run their stuff, and that's helping me a lot. And I hope we can have some fun with them. And we're going to take it to Jackson off to Winchester with them this weekend. And I think we just got to build, uh, get comfortable with each other, and find a, find a balance for each other. And I think we'll be fast. You just started too far back last night, didn't you? Yeah, I made a mistake in the heat race and got upside down. And yeah, I just came from too far back, but we'll be all right. We'll learn from it. We just gotta, we just gotta plug away and find a good uh, balance for us. Yeah. Well, Garrett, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys, and uh, we can't thank you enough for uh, uh, taking the time. Now you're driving back home right now, right? Yep, head back home and then. Get ready, prep, prep our two race cars, and then get 360 ready for this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, thank you, Garrett. We appreciate you yes. so much, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. All right, there you have it. Garrett awesome. Williamson here on Mostly Motorsports, brought to you by Rod and Supply. Yeah, that's awesome to see him do well up there the other night. Yeah. That's uh That 24 car, he's going to be a factor the rest of the year, especially that's in that 360 top. car. Uh, he's got a, you know, you look at the 360 Nationals coming up in August. He's he would have a shot at that. Especially you get the help with Dennis Listen, Moore Jr. If he can run in the top three with the World of Outlaws, he has a chance. Yeah. At winning that race. I mean, that's that's got to give you a big boost. Uh, it's got to give you such a major confidence boost that you feel like you can run with the best, and you run in the podium. With the top three in the world of outlaws, there's nothing better than that. Getting into the top three in the world of outlaws is a very challenging deal. That's a big deal. deal. That is a big deal. Brownie went over there and gave him a big hug after that. Yeah, no doubt. He he, he gave him a big hug, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, we're going to visit with Trenton Berry. He's going to join us now. We're going to talk a little bit about USMTS racing. And maybe we'll throw in a couple results from the weekly tracks as well, Kirk. Yeah, USMTS off this past weekend, so there's a lot of the other action that went on this past weekend, so we'll talk about it. All right. We'll be back in a moment. It's Todd Surprise, Kirk Elliott, and myself. We're all right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Listening to Mostly Motorsports with the Racing Boys. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Especially sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery, 
We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod M. Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod M. Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod M. Supply is an assortment of Rod M's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod M. Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodmsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod and Supply, featuring the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. They'll be racing down at Nevada this weekend, so get down there and check them out on Saturday night. Let's uh, let's bring in an old friend of ours, Trenton Barry. Trenton, how you doing? Hey, good. How you guys? Was it a little slow this weekend for you? You know, it was, but I had that I had that middle of the week trip to Iowa and we went to Mason City uh Wednesday and Thursday, so I just kinda got my event for the weekend a little earlier in the week, honestly. So it was it was nice to be home. We had had a few streams this weekend too, so I got to keep keep one eye on those as well. So Yeah, yeah it was uh is a is a much welcome change of pace to have a have a Friday and Saturday home though. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you for sure. Yeah, that's always a good feeling, isn't it? When you, when you got a nice yeah. easy weekend and you don't have to work too hard, it is. And uh, you know the 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 Beamon race was actually really good. I, we were talking about it in the truck driving home Friday, uh, you know, during the day. That man, I think as far as A mains go for Beamon, I think that's probably the best Beamon A main I've ever watched. Yeah, talk about it. Colby Fett picking up the man. ten thousand dollars. How about that? So it was awesome. They they ran 46 laps, caution free. They ran a 50 lap race, so they had a yellow with four to go. I don't remember. I think somebody pulled up in one of the turns. It wasn't anything, nothing memorable happened. Um, 
So they had four laps to go, and Chris Jackson was he was rolling up through the field there, and Chris actually led at the white flag, but it was just you know just by a half a nose maybe you know he he didn't he didn't firmly have have the spot. It was certainly contested. He just beat Fett back to the line for the the white flag, and and Fett just he just gassed it up in the final lap and. Uh, they they swapped lines going down into three. It was a pretty veteran move by Fett. I, anybody would have done it trying to win the race. It was certainly it was clean. It was it was pretty wild to be honest. I I didn't really know I didn't really know how hard they would race, you know, on the on the final lap and what what they were capable of doing, honestly. And yeah, and it was it was great. It was a great race. Absolutely outstanding. Hey, Amen. They did a good job through the week as well. Uh, through their heat races, they ran ran a couple sets of heat races uh, the first night. Um, the last chance races, they did not. All, all that stereotype that, that hey, these B mods are just a caution fest, and and you know sometimes they are at weekly races. They just just what happens. But this event was well, the racing was off off the charts. You know, if I'm going to build a I, I racetrack, was, I was super impressed. If I'm going to go out and build a racetrack somewhere, I'd want it just like Mason City. That that is a great no, racetrack. Not me. Me personally, if so, I was if I was going to build a racetrack, I would build it exactly like Eagle Eagle Raceway. Even the crater in the top of one. They say that they say that hole's been there forty years. So you take that hole too. No, uh, I'd fix the hole. Brent Marks didn't oh, like okay. that hole, did he? No, hey, I, I would hey, fix so the me, hole. Let me tell you this. So I've I've loved watching these high limit races. I think I've only missed one or two of the A mains. That was a that was an incredible race uh, Tuesday night. But so on this this deal at Mason City, what's here's what's crazy about it. So that that track was huge when Todd and Ryan and, and Al Hayna was a part of it initially with them. And when they took that lease on, you know that was a that was a massive track as, as Kirk well knows. And they cut it down and and they banked it, but it just it wasn't quite right. And it didn't race very well. And, and Todd and Ryan weren't. They weren't happy with it, and Todd especially. And he said, no, he said, this isn't going to cut it either. So he has rebuilt that racetrack twice since they've had it. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't know a whole lot of people that would completely reconfigure a racetrack two times uh, to, to figure out what, what they need to do. Not many people. I'm telling you, this. Not many people do that. Like, no. No, and it's it's on the money right now. they got a World Outlaws late model race coming up here in a couple of weeks. That, that place is ready for prime time. I'm telling you, it's it's going to open a lot of people's eyes across the country. You know what I see more and more nowadays, Trenton, is the capital improvements that people do to the racetracks is next to none. Yeah. I, I, I'm just telling you, when you go to some of these racetracks yeah. out in the middle of nowhere, they don't do anything to these racetracks. And then what they do You're is right. they... They, they back up the back gate, and they make it a back gate class, and they have seven classes, and they run them all night long, and, and they don't care how many people they get in the stands. They really don't care. So, so that happens some. I'll, I'll, be the, I'll be the first to tell you. I see that, too. I've, I've seen a whole lot more emphasis on the back gate in the past uh, few years mm-hmm. um, for, for whatever reason. I don't know. I, I still tell you this, uh, you know, Chris David at Race on Texas, he he put out a pretty cool picture. I don't know, one of the tracks they were at this weekend down in Texas that had a oh, it was a Kennedale. They're just outside of Arlington. And uh, they had a packed grandstand and the race just streamed live and, and I, I tell people this all the time and it 
and I get a lot of people look at me like I have two heads when I tell them, but this is honest to God's truth. And I've got, I got 10 years of data to back this up. The, the best live streams are when the grandstands are full. And that takes a lot of people by surprise because the easy thing to say is, oh, well, this live stream is killing racing because they're not getting anybody in the state. That is absolutely not the truth. People either care about your race or they don't. And that's, right. and that's the bottom line. And it's and it's it's a lot of humble pie for people, but you see, I, I see all this. I read this stuff on Facebook and Twitter, just like everybody else does. And it's, you know, it's it's you know, it's easy to go, hey, screw the streaming companies, when in all actuality, we're the ones that are really pushing the sport forward right now, helping with a lot of purses, a lot of payoffs, a lot of point funds, and a lot of bonus money. That's, that's stuff that did not exist before streaming happened, and that's that's just a simple fact. And so, the more people. That, that you can get in that front gate is going to be the more money for the promoter on the streaming side of things as well. No, Guarantee doubt, it. no doubt about no it. No question about it. And it looks better on your live stream to see those grandstands packed because it gives people the feeling that are tuned in, hey, this well, must be a big deal. Look at those grandstands. Here's one of the questions that I asked Brian Brown the other day on, on an interview. How do uh-huh. – Trenton, tell me how we get young people back in the grandstands. Man, that's a that's a great question. I don't I don't really know. I mean, I for me, I can answer for me. For me, it was a love of cars, and it was all of them. It was it was Mustangs, Camaros, Trans Ams, Firebirds, Corvettes. But that's when was, you that, that's when you could right? it was, you could work on them was, back then. Yeah, but I mean, you listen. You aren't you aren't working on much fifteen years ago, right? So it's it's not like it's been eh, maybe twenty at this point. I'll I'll show my age a little bit, but. Um, they were still fairly complex at that point. For me, it was it was a love it was a, a love of cars, and I, and I still love vehicles. Like one of my favorite things driving down the road, you know, seeing you know occasionally you'll meet that that one wild looking hot rod car, or whatever, and that stuff that stuff interests me as much today as it did when I was fifteen, sixteen years old. Right. Um. So so it it, it was a natural progression for me growing up in a rural area. We had this place that had these rear wheel drive small block v8 engines you know they just sound out of this world good i you know you guys know too even you know are talking about b mod even a b mod motor when it fires up in the pit sounds pretty good when you hear that cam chopping and it, it's it's just idling in the pit so like, it's just something about that that's like man that kind of gets my blood pumping a little bit let me and, let, let uh, me let me ask I, you I, I don't know let me ask you a question let me ask you a question are the b mods as fast as the A mods were back in the early 2000s. I mean, I don't have my race pass to verify it, but everybody you talk to says says it was. I don't. I don't know that I'm qualified to speak on it, but um, I can tell you that the, the B mods have a lot of really cool race parts on them, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a lot. Right. Quick changes and good transmissions, and uh, you know, just uh, tires and wheels are the the exact same. Uh, the body rules are pretty good. USRA's got a slick-looking body for their, their B-Mods. They really do. They look good. You know, sail panels look good. That matches the quarter panels, the body. It just, it looks right, right. Uh, on the racetrack. they got good good shocks. Um, there's there's a lot of really good race car parts on, on those cars. Hey, let, let me ask you this, Trenton. Do they have a droop rule in, in place with no. the USMTS cars? No, no, just deck height. Just the deck just height. Just deck height. Mm-hmm. Yep, 
Yep. Dar- so Darlo has a uh, Darlo has a level, and he's got a little bracket on the end of that level, and so he can, he can use the one tech tool for for multiple things. He can either check it when he's needing to check level on something that that has a, a level body rule, um, and he can also he can also take that thing and he he can hook it when he needs to um, and, and measure his deck height. He's already he's already got it all built out on his level. Trenton, probably yeah. the most exciting thing I saw on Saturday night was your former champion, Dustin Sorensen, making it into the A-Main at the Late Model oh, Dream man. on Saturday night and about as exciting a transfer position as you'll ever see at Eblora. Your thoughts about Dustin Sorensen make the A-Main? Yeah, it's been awesome. I, I've missed watching him race this year, and he, he hasn't been out as many nights as he was last year chasing that USMTS title. Uh, so it, it was it was awesome to see him uh, have that great a run, see it get so much positive play. Uh, awesome for MB Customs race cars as well uh, for for Jimmy Mars. I mean that's a that's a homegrown operation, and with Jimmy deciding to retire at the end of last season, but he wanted to still field his his race car team. Uh, picked Dustin to fill that seat, and that was that was awesome to see that he was able to get that spot and get his way into Eldora. It's you know, in the, the late model world, and, and probably sprint cars too, for that matter, it just it means a little more at Eldora, and that's um, it, it was awesome to see. Sorensen was always somebody, you know, he he would never give anybody an inch on the racetrack, and I was glad to see that that carried over because I don't say that to say he was never Dustin was never dirty. Like I don't I don't I don't want to misconstrue what I'm saying there, but he was just a tough, hard nosed racer that was going to get everything he could out of his race car. And he showed that Saturday night as well in, in Jimmy's Dare Late model, which was, was fabulous. And he'd never seen that racetrack before last weekend. He'd uh-uh. never been there before at all, had he? No. No, hadn't. And that that's that's a place, you know, historically it's kinda of tough on rookies, you know. Rookies that don't typically have a whole lot of success in the World One Hundred and the Dream right out of the gate. You know, that place is as you guys can well attest, it's about as demanding as it gets on, on equipment and uh, your psyche, and you know, a lot of times you got to run right up there against the wall to, to to be fast and and be able to pass cars. So well, and for unfortunately, unfortunately, Saturday night the track took rubber and everybody was racing on the bottom. Yeah, I saw that. I saw it. Saw it took rubber. That's pretty uncharacteristic for Eldora. I don't recall the last time I'd ever seen it rubber on the bottom like that and and let alone rubber so early so kirk and i kirk and i are going out for the million aren't we kirk yes sir yep and 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 that's gonna be awesome guess where i'm going this week this week i'm going um, to pa speed week are you it'll be next week next week yeah next week I'm going to go out there. I'm going to take an RV out there by myself. Okay. And I'm going to run around and go to PA Speed Week by myself. So what? Uh, Williams Grove, Lincoln, Port Royal. What? Where else are you going? What else is in it? Uh, Baps. Baps. Sealands Grove. Okay, Baps. Se- Sealands Grove, Williams okay. Grove. Port Royal's the big Port one. Port Royal is the big You've one. You've already been to Williams yeah. Grove and Sealands Grove. Though. I've been to Williams Grove and Sealands yeah. Grove, yeah. Is, that, is Lincoln in it? East Lincoln or East Lincoln or whatever Lincoln. that one is? Lincoln Speedway is in it. Yeah. 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 Hagerstown, which is not really in Pennsylvania. That's in Maryland. I can't wait, man. It's yeah. going to be so much fun. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this, Trenton, but the majority of our listeners that listen to this show are from the East Coast. They're in from Pennsylvania, and uh, and our number one state is California. 
to be honest with you. Well, take take some hero cards with you, bud. <laughs> you got to go be out of money. I got plenty of stickers. Hey, <laughs> That's tr- awesome. Trenton, there's That's a handful awesome. of uh, I'm jealous there. There's a handful of bucket list racetracks. Port Royal is one of them. Fairbury's another one. And another one is Cedar Lake Speedway that you're going to this weekend. You got the Masters coming up this weekend. Go up there, Kirk. Rodney Sanders uh, has got a lot of wins up there, but I remember Terry Phillips doing pretty well up there, too. What are your expectations for this weekend's Masters? Late models will also be on the card. Cedar Lake Speedway. Yeah, Philip Phillips has been good there. Derek won the, he won the big check there last year. And a local racer up there from Minnesota, Sammy Owens Ogilvy Raceway, named Clayton Wagaman, really showed out really well throughout the course of that event and carried that on to, to Ogilvy the following month, too. So Cedar Lake Speedway is one of the very best racetracks in the entire country. I don't know. I don't know if it's top 10. I don't know if it's top 20. I don't know if it's top top 30, right? But it's in it's in the very upper echelon of, of racetracks all across America. They have a really good ownership group that is very progressive, very forward-thinking. They have gobs of stands. They have a complete indoor arena uh, for racing uh, motocross, go-karts, uh, all sorts of stuff throughout the course of the winter. They have a huge pit area, uh, tons of spectator parking, massive campground right outside of Turn 4. Uh, it's, it is... When you think of American dirt track racing, Cedar Lake has to be a place that, that people think about. And mm. I was so fortunate that we've been able to go there for so many years with the USMTS for the Masters. And, and thanks to the, the promoters for continuing to believe in that brand of modified racing and, and bringing them back year after year. And it's it's went through a few different versions, but they really have settled in on this this three-day individual payoff each night. And they match the purse for their their uh, Cedar Lake Speedway late models there, which are, are really good. They, they get a ton of, they bring a ton of late models in, and then they run a USRA late model class as well. So two different classes of late models and modifieds. And, um, man, it's it's everything. They got two massive jumbotrons over there in turn one and two, and uh, it, it really adds a lot, uh, uh, a lot to the show, and the racetrack's off the charts good. Trenton, sounds like you need a bus. Yeah, so they they just they just had their bus race. That's a cool deal too. That that's that's amongst all their area schools out there, and it's a challenge between all them. And it's a a huge night for for the racetrack. No, it it sounds like you need a bus for all the employees that you have. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, we're just I got just, I got uh, one over here for twenty trying, grand. We're just trying to pay our bills, man. We're just trying to pay our bills. Oh, you're doing fine, bud. You're you're doing no, just fine. Uh, we've 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 grown a little bit here, and it's it it's been a it's been a huge blessing. So so they're paying um, out good our, money our, this our, weekend too, right, Trenton? What's the big payout? Yeah, three, five, and eleven, and so the purses match for the the late models in the USMTS. So they're they're paying it. They're two times the money on those for their their two premier classes this yep. weekend. Yep, no so doubt. big, you know, Saturday nights, I don't know, 40, 45 grand, something like that alone per class. So uh, they're going to need to, they're going to need to pack her in, which they, they always do at that place, especially on Saturday night, Friday nights, get a big crowd. You know, we have better Thursday crowds than most places we go to on Thursdays there too. It's just, it's one of those places just kind of up across the board and people really care about racing at Cedar Lake and 
there's just so much history there with what what the Cook family started. That looks like a stadium. The, the back grandstand looks as big as the front incredible. grandstand. It's incredible, incredible. They just did a huge capital improvement project and new concrete and bleachers along the front last year. They've got uh, they got suites all the way across. They've got decks. They've got uh, VIP area up top. They've got a huge vendor midway. Uh, there's the guys. There's nothing that place doesn't have other than good cell phone service. I mean, that's, Cole, Cole that's literally said, the only thing that lacks is cell phone service. Cole said on uh, the chat room, he said that the bus race night at Cedar Lake Speedway is the biggest money maker yeah. all year long. Yep, and it's it's a huge. Deal. That's when you when you said bus, that's what I thought you were meaning because they they just had it. So um, maybe I'll uh, take our bus it, up it, there and crazy. race it. <laughs> it's a no. crazy event. They, they modify these school buses and work on them, and then then they go race them. School buses. Well, maybe yep. a motorhome. School buses. Maybe maybe we'll just take. I don't our, think that would apply. It might. Yeah, you never never know. I don't I don't know what pretext like at that thing. I've not I've been to it, so I could could tell you. Right, yeah. So are uh, Sanders and Phillips the two big favorites up there this weekend? Who else got a shot at this thing? Man, so I think Jake O'Neill probably is another one. Um, I think Ramirez. And then you get in that area, and there are so many so many of those guys that just race with them. I think Jake Tim, um, probably probably another one that should be factored in. Jake Jake's won there at Cedar Lake, raced there a bunch. Uh, that's just you know four or five names off right off the top of my head uh, that I would would probably probably keep an eye on Tyler Wolf too I can't can't take him out of the equation as fast as he's been here lately so yeah that's that's a few of it and I'm sure I'm I'm missing I'm I guarantee I'm missing somebody on the tour that's going to step up and I'm surely missing a couple three local guys you know that that run really well there too there, there's so many that that it's one of the most popular events. This one's this one's in the realm. It's in the realm of the Jamboree, and it's in the realm of the King of America. This is one of the ones that everybody looks at. They look at the the Ogilvy race as well. I mean, those are kind of the four USMTS events that stand just a little bit taller over over the rest of them that are on the schedule. So this yeah. one's this this is a big one, and it's important to to win it. Chase Rodman, who we have on every week from the World of Outlaws, called Ogilvy Raceway one of the great facilities he's been to for the World of Outlaws. No question about it. No question about it. You walk right in there. Their suites are all inside. Their suites, concessions, bar, restrooms, uh, apparel stand, and dining area is all in one enclosed building that is behind the grandstands. And it is out of this world. It's one of the coolest single structures I've, I've seen in the sport. It's place is a gym an absolute gym and you'll be know, there i don't know if you guys are i don't know if you guys are catching this drift or not but i am really fond on racing in the north in minnesota and wisconsin iowa it, it's really good and <laughs> we we go to some fantastic racetracks well there's more tracks and up it, there than anywhere else right well and so what 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 there are too is there, there are more people that go buy tickets and go set in the grandstands so it's kind of funny how this conversation all leads back full circle to what what you said, Scott, about selling those front t- front gate tickets—they don't struggle to sell front gate tickets in that part of the country. Right? They're they're it's a different culture up there, is it not? I mean, it's just it's different it up there. It is. It's they 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 care more about racing. They just they just do. And and I've talked to a lot of people in the South, and they don't get it, and they don't understand, and they don't want to hear it. And 
it's like I have spent so much of my life going to racetracks, all all different pockets of the country, all different regions, all different things, and they just care about it a little more in the north. They they just do. I I know a thing or two about that. Yeah, you've been up so, there. Uh, I mean, o- Ogilvy, uh, you'll be there the same week we're out at the Million. That's uh, middle of July. Yeah, yeah. July thirteenth through yep. the fifteenth. Yep, another another great one. So we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff coming up here. Uh, how many years um, you've been great. on the road, Trenton? Oh, I mean, so we streamed our first race in twenty thirteen. So ten, ten so, hard, and then a couple before that. So, well, yeah. let me just tell oh, we you. Got, so hey, we got. We got got pretty uh, pretty good ASCS weekend on tap here too. So that's what's that's, going on with ASCS. You, you guys are doing the national tour now, right? Creek and Humboldt and Wichita. Well, we're doing this weekend, so I, you know, uh, Humboldt on Friday night. Hey, Humboldt on Friday night. Yep. Let Let me ask you a question, and I hate to do this. Oh, to, I hate to do this to you on the air, but what happened to race on hey, Texas? Hey, listen. What happened hey, to race hey, on hey, Texas? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, listen. If you hate it so much, you don't even have to ask. If you really hate it, no. I'm 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 going <laughs> to ask the question. I I, I just to to be fair to you, I don't know. After 13 no years, idea. after 13 years of me and Scotty traveling up and down the road, not having any downtime, not having any dead air, last year, race on Texas, they sucked. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I have, uh, I have, I have no comment on. I don't know. You, you, you're, Couldn't you, tell you. You're well, gonna, I, you're gonna stay neutral on that, right? I, I just know that. Uh, I just know that we're fortunate to be, uh, be streaming them again this weekend. So it's, it's gonna be a big three days on that. Hey, that's as well. Hey, fortunate you, to be doing it. You, you know what needs to be done. What, what you tell me. What needs to be done? I can't wait. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say it. You need to have Scotty and me do our gig because when we did our gig, we didn't have down air time, did we, Kirk? He can't afford right. you. Huh? He can't afford to Manny, hire you. Manny, 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 you're mean, Scott. I can't. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 <laughs> I, I might be cheaper than you think. Okay, well. You might just. Know. You might just. I don't know. You I might just, just want to get back with me because. You know the the thing about it is hey, that I'll, that Scotty I'll, and I did I'll so I'll... long, and, and we we did it forever for thirteen years. We never allowed some downtime. It, it was never quiet. The microphone was never off. Well, that's because you a lot of those years you did live audio where you couldn't have that. No, we did live video the same way. Yeah. We did the same thing with the live video. And and me and Scotty would converse back and forth, and we would just we would just you know interact with each other all the time. Hey, if uh, if if uh, if if you're not available this weekend, I don't know. I got anything. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just looking at the next three races here, so we'll see. So yeah. this this weekend, Humboldt Speedway on Friday, eighty one Speedway on Saturday night, right? It'll yeah. be live it's on racingdirt.com. I can I can creek, bring creek I can bring my Thursday. RV right down there. Yeah, Creek Creek starts at Thursday night, so Creek County Speedway pretty, on uh, Thursday. Yep, been been pretty exciting these last few weeks. So I've been, I've enjoyed watching the uh, 
watching you, the product. And you know, I, I tell you guys, I've I paid a lot more attention to open wheel racing this year, and I'm just as I've gotten older, I have. I have developed more of an open mind and appreciation for everybody and everything that participates in the sport and, and having more of an appreciation of how it all fits together and what can be done to be beneficial to help push the sport forward. Well, you know that that's race not, that that's, that's not just being a, that's not just being somebody that's out looking for the take either. That's somebody pumping a ton of money back into it to to pay our way not only pay our way but but to also make sure that, that these series are strong yeah well i thought that race you guys did down at outlaw motor speedway that was the, good the yeah. last race you know what looked great is the stands were looked full down there that night oh sure yep so they were full saturday at long for the saturday race at longdale that we did they were packed at outlaw and they were packed on the friday night of memorial weekend out there at lakeside you know they were they were pretty pretty full which was was awesome awesome to see that turnout for sure well terry maddox that that is great news for him because he needs a lot of full grandstands coming up and so if you're in the area of and creek county will draw a good crowd on thursday night i have no doubt about that but get your butt out i think what i think i think wichita packs the stands too um, yeah on on saturday they they really support yes really well at at 81 um it's Humboldt, Humboldt's the one. If somebody's on the fence about going, they could they could sure use your help at Humboldt Speedway because it's a it's a great racetrack. But as you guys know too well, and just not a lot of people live around there. Yes, right. get your butt down to Humboldt on oh, Friday night. Tough. Yeah, no doubt about it. <clears throat> All right, Trenton, just just ponder that idea of uh, of Scotty and me doing our thing on your broadcast. <laughs> well, he's only committed to the next three, Scott. Yeah, I just well, I, 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 I'd be I'd be open for anything. Uh, to be fair, uh, as you know, Kirk, Scotty and I always worked really hard at making sure that we didn't have any downtime. Is yeah, that correct? I, I know you did. We worked really hard. And you're at that. great with the audio. And, and 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 I can drive Scotty like nobody else. I can make Scotty well, go. I can make Scotty go to places that he doesn't want to go to. It comes from all your years of radio. Is what it is. It's and, and it's it's a natural thing. And so most of the people that stream, uh, most of the streaming world has no radio background. And I always felt like, I felt like that's what separated uh, myself from a lot. Just just being honest. I'm not I'm not trying to sit here and beat my chest, but but an understanding of what what how to how to mend not mend how to mesh what you did on radio with what you did on video because racing has so much downtime that you kind of have to flip the script when nothing's going on and uh, a lot of people are just lost when it, it comes to doing that nothing we work hard at. nothing wor- bothers me more than listening to dead air and occasionally it happens, you know. Sometimes you're going to hit that wide shot and you're going to pick up the mat sound for a couple minutes, especially if you've, you've been rolling, you know, four, four, four and a half hours and they're prepping the track for the third time. I mean, you're literally, you're literally, people are literally dying, right, to, to keep keep your crew going. So sometimes you what? do have to just reset for a minute because what? for whatever reason, the flow of the program's not going how it should. And you guys know that just as well as I do. So there there are times, I don't, I don't think it's an all-encompassing, you know, no, no dead air or you suck. I think you have to find 
find that middle ground and what what works for what you're doing and, and what what your audience needs. Because sometimes, do, do you sometimes re- I'll be honest, you guys just need to let let the show you know show just needs to breathe for a minute too. Yeah, uh, you know that. Uh, how how you about know that? Happens. How about that time we were at Beaumont down there and a lady complained that we talked about Jesse Hockett for four and a half hours. You remember that? I don't recall that. Yeah. But too bad for her. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were all no, about no. Jesse at that time. Now so, you guys yeah. do a great Gold. job, Trenton. You got uh, sounds like you got the announcers uh, all worked out with the uh, USMTS and it. Uh, the, what I've we're seen, trying. Uh, huh? Trying. It's uh, we're trying. It's we've we've had a lot thrown here the last little bit. I'd be lying if I told you we weren't in scramble mode. Some so it's uh, it's 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 been fun and challenging and whatever. But I. Uh, I'm just I'm grateful for everything we get to go do and and our staff and sponsors and and people that decide they want to want to watch the race and care about it. Thankful that you guys have me on every week to talk about it and and uh, man I just just very fortunate. All right, buddy, we're, we're going to let you go. Just just keep me in your crawl. All right. <laughs> well, you miss this, don't you? Go, go on. Uh, no, go I you know what I, I what I do miss is I miss the people. I miss the people that I, 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 I traveled with with the Lucas Oil ASCS National Sprint Car Tour. That's what I miss. Yeah. I, I, I miss yeah. the the fans and the people and the 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 country that we traveled in. I just miss all that. And 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 if yeah. I could if I could get a job communicating with Scotty Cook on the broadcast, I think that would I, I think that would be well served, just to be honest with you. Okay, buddy. I'm hearing you. Hey, right. you said stuck, stuck in my crawl. I said going on 15 years there. Hey, I got some stuff too if you need it. <laughs> I I got plenty of stuff over here. Plenty of stuff. I got you. Okay. I got you. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate I you appreciate being on this guys. week. Safe travels out there. Yeah. I know you travel up and down the road a lot, Trenton. Safe travels. Oh my goodness! I'm I'm leaving Wednesday morning for Wisconsin, so it's it's going to be here for you. And watch out! Watch out for the deer. Yeah, no. Hey, so great news to report. My last trip, I didn't hit any deer, so I'm now one. I'm now one for one as I I reset the the deer hit calculator. Yeah, so that's, we'll try to go two for two this weekend. Yeah, sometimes that can't be helped. That that just happens, you know. Hey, you I, I ran over a I ran over a rabbit on my motorcycle one time. Yeah. Oh boy. That was scary. I, I tell you, the worst, so the, the worst part of this is that I'm we've been so busy right here. Like I've got so many races back to back to back to back still coming. I don't even have any time to go get my truck in to get it worked. So I'm sitting here driving around a truck with a wallet door on it and a cracked headlight. And I boy, I can't tell you. I mean, you guys know how crazy in particular I am about vehicles. Yeah. It's just yeah. freaking driving me nuts. But anyway, I'll just fill the tank up and keep going. All right, Trenton. Thanks so much at, for at being least on you with can us. Still drive it. You know that that that's, oh yeah yeah it's there's no mechanical problems it's just things that irritate me every time I get out and look at it right I'm with you <laughs> see you guys I see you see all you right guys. see you later thanks Trent yeah yeah bye yeah I mean you driving around late at night up and down the road there's a lot of critters out on the road listen if I all I have to do is sit down and talk to Scotty Cook that's all I need. Let everybody else set up that shit. I don't need to help set up. So you just show up at the racetrack and 
do your thing. I'll just show up and do my thing with Scotty Cook. And listen, Scotty Cook would love that. And Brian Holbert would be a part of that, too. Well, Brian Holbert would be a part of it during the, the when they do the, the yeah. stop the car on the front straightaway. But Scotty and I would do it more when there's a wreck on the racetrack because I drive him to those wrecks. Scotty, get over there. Get over there real quick. Go, go, go. Get over there. So if they uh, brought you in right away, that means you'd have to call off your trip to Pennsylvania? Or what? what where does that uh, listen, fit in? If, if they were willing to pay me to do that, I would stay home. I don't think they're going to be willing to pay you to do that. They're not going to be willing to pay me to do that. I, I think that's what Trenton. They'd was, love to have you that's, show up and and be a part of that, but we, we don't have any money to pay him to do it. Well, then I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, sure, Scott, if you want to show up and uh, and do all of that, we'd love to have you. Unfortunately, we don't have anything in our hey, budget to pay you. Hey, Kirk. Let's talk about our new website that we're developing. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to launch a. Uh, 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 refurbished racingboys.com here over the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, we hope you like it. I think it's going to be more user-friendly for your phone users. I've got some complaints that, you know, we love your racingboys.com, but I can't read the text on my phone very well. Well, the new, uh, the new website's going to address all those issues. So, uh, In what way, Kurt? Well, just make it easier to read the content on your phone or your tablet. To make it more user-friendly for the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, it needs to be updated. Racingboys.com is uh, how long is this got a little bit out of date, shall uh, we say? Uh, hey, how long has this page been up? Uh, I don't remember. Too many years. Ten years at yeah. least, right? It's out of date. It's ten years old. Yeah. So, also, as a part of the new Racingboys.com, we are going to still have the access to all our video. We've got a big library of video that we've done over the years. And, and we're and, still going to make that available and, to folks and any new subscribers Kirk, for the same price at six fifty per month. $6.50 a month. Right. If you want to go back and you want to watch any of the Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour races right. from how far back? Uh, as far back as when we started doing live video, which would be, what, 2013? Something like 2013. that? 2013. Yeah. You can watch any ASCS video that you want to watch. Right. From and we're going to put our Chili Bowl archives up Is there. Is there any chance that we could put up our live audio broadcast? I don't know if we still got all that live audio content. I don't think we've got it. Got it, the video. Does Meredith have, have that? Yeah, I I suppose. I don't think I retrieved all that live audio. Maybe we could get back and retrieve some of that. We'll look at it. Mm-hmm. Who'd want to go back and listen to live audio? I, You know, I think there there's a few people that would like to listen to live audio. If, if one of their family members won a race, they would like to listen yeah. to it. Well, we'll look into it. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. I can't. I can't make any promises on that, but we'll see what we can do. Yeah. All right. 
talk about the Hall of Fame. A lot of good things going up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Man, no doubt about it. They're going to be giving away a brand-new 2023 Z06 uh, with a Z07 performance package in it. It's a pearl white Metallica tricoat color, and along with $25,000 in cash to help you pay for the taxes on that car as well. They're going to be giving it away on August 19th, 2023. Here's some of the info on the 20. 23 Z06 Corvette with the Z07 performance package. It's got a 760 horsepower 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. It goes from 0 to 60 in a mere 2.6 seconds. It's an 8-speed automatic, Kirk. And it's got all the aluminum cylinder block castings with small engine block, uh, uh, a small engine block, small block engine family and only one mechanic puts that motor together the same guy that puts that motor together he signs off on that motor and puts it in your car it's also got uh, a 4.4 12 millimeter bore spacing dual coil valve springs it's got 464 pounds of torque and it's got 6,300 RPMs GM per, tested per SAE J1349. And it's got the big brake calipers on it as well. Uh, each as, engine is assembled by one engine mechanic. And it is signed off on. And this is the Z06 performance package. It includes the large tires, the large wheels, and the big brakes on it, and you can win it, and all the proceeds, folks, go to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. And what you need to do is sign up on winaz06corvette.com. Winaz06corvette.com. And you can play as many times as you want, right, Kurt? Yeah, and uh, well, we're just a couple of months away from the drawing of this thing. Boy, the time flies fast. Uh, August 19th, one week after the Knoxville Nationals. Right. And I don't think they've taken delivery of this car yet nope. at Knoxville. Bob is going to let us know when they do, but can't wait to see that thing in the front uh, showroom there up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame when it arrives. And if you want to buy anything from the store... At the Knoxville Hall of Fame, you can do so at SprintCarStuff.com. That's SprintCarStuff.com. And make sure you check out the uh, Williams Grove exhibit, Williams Grove Speedway exhibit at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Uh, Man, did, did you see it? I or? didn't have a chance. I got up there too late to see it when I was up there a couple of weeks ago. You didn't go in and see it? I got up there in time for the races. I got up there too late. So, but I, I will see it here. Well, when there long. was some downtime, you should have went downstairs and walked around. Well, I wasn't over. I was in the infield. I was up in the grandstands. Oh. I was over on the other side of the racetrack. I got you. Hey, uh, how about these two finishes for the All-Stars this past weekend? Last corner, last straightaway passes to win for both Zeb Wise on Friday night at Attica and Saturday night, Danny Dietrich passing Cap Henry at the line at the Fremont 
at Speedway. Fremont. Yeah. How about those two finishes? I mean, that was a great finish. You know, Double D, I, I wasn't sure he was going to be able to pull it off because he went in in that last corner and he went up high. Yeah. And I didn't think he was going to get the crossover move to get back down or cross him. And he did. He ended up picking up the win and beat Cap Henry. Um, that had to be a very disappointing uh, loss to Cap Henry because he led all that race. He did. It was much like, you know, like the night before when uh, Tyler Courtney had the lead right. and got passed by Zeb Wise. So, I mean, he had back to back nights of those kind of finishes. And it's Ohio Sprint Week out there. They got rained out at Wayne County Speedway last night. They'll be there tonight, though. That was supposed to be a two-night show. Last night rained out. They're going to be at Wayne County tonight. Tomorrow night at Sharon Speedway. Wednesday night at Atomic Speedway. And they'll close out at the Big E, Eldora Speedway, on Thursday night for the uh, Ohio Sprint Week out there. So some pretty good action. They just uh, finish up the Midget Week out in uh, Lawrenceburg Speedway on Saturday night. Scott had some pretty good midget action here over the past several days. I love these uh, midget races. These guys are really putting on great shows. Ryan Timms broke through to win his first race of the year, and he drove the same car that Buddy Kofoid won a couple of races in earlier in the week, a different car than what he'd been driving for Keith Coons Motorsports, but he breaks through with a big win on Saturday night after Gavin Miller won on Friday night at Bloomington Speedway. As I mentioned, Buddy Kofoid won two races, including Putnamville on Thursday night. Logan Seavey has been running well. He broke through with his first win for Abacus Racing earlier in the week at Gas City. Jacob Denny, the other winner on Indiana Midget Week. Unfortunately, they were supposed to race last night at Kokomo Speedway, but that event was rained out. Now, the USAC guys, the non-wing sprint cars in action in the Eastern Storm, which begins tomorrow night at Grandview Speedway. Right. So we'll watch the uh, non-wing sprint cars in action out, at, out in PA this week. And uh, I think they're at Bridgeport and some other racetracks. Raleigh Goodnow picked well. up the win at Houston's. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. That was a great race last night. He and Matt Jewell were really battling it out side by side. Yeah. And Jewell faded because he stayed up on the high side when it was faster at the bottom of the racetrack. And then at the finish, uh, Goodnow finished just about a car length ahead of Ayrton Jennifer, right. who finished in second place. Alex Sewell wins at Lawton. That was in the Oil Capital Racing Series. Right. Lawton Speedway. On Saturday night. So congratulations to all of those winners. A lot of great racing. I stayed home to watch video both Friday and Saturday night after six straight weeks out watching races. I'll be back out this weekend. You know, here in the Kansas City area, there are a lot of choices for uh, open wheel fans. Friday night, the 410 Power Eye Wing sprint cars are going to be at the I-70 Motorsports Park. Brian Brown said he's going to be out there this Friday night. That same night, they're going to have the non-wing Midwest Wingless Racing Association sprint cars at Lakeside Speedway. And then we talked about earlier, ASCS National Tour at Humboldt Speedway, all on the same night. And then Saturday night, 
the Power I 410 Sprint Cars at Lake Ozark Speedway. We've got War Non-Wing Sprint Cars at Central Missouri Speedway and the Midwest Wingless Racing Association at I-35 Speedway on Saturday night and the ASCS National Tour 81 Speedway. So if you're an open-wheel fan in the Kansas City area, right. you got a lot of choices on the docket this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show. I can't wait to get up to PA Speed Week. I'm looking so forward to it. I'm going to run up there and hang out with all the PA people. I just can't wait to get up there, man. First race at Williams Grove, yeah. 23rd of June. I'm going to be leaving on the 22nd. I'm going to I'm going to truck You're going to have it straight to through. out there. I'm going to truck it straight through. You leave on the 22nd. The first race is Friday night, the 23rd at Williams Grove. Yep. I know how to get to Williams Grove. You know, I I made that drive one time, but I took an overnight stay in Indianapolis to get there. Yeah. It's been 28 years ago. You didn't see a race there, though. I saw a race at, yeah, Williams Grove. Left Kansas City, stayed all night in Indianapolis, made it to Williams Grove Speedway for the uh, National Open. This was back in 96. Yeah. And saw Lance DeWeese win. All right. Want to thank everybody again for tuning in to the show. It's been a good show today. And we're really impressed with our uh, downloads. Uh, we're, we're getting over two or 300 downloads a day so we're really happy about that so just keep it up keep listening and uh, it's all brought to you by rod in supply again featuring the power eye midwest lightning sprints they'll be racing down at nevada this weekend so get down there and check them out for todd surprise for kirk elliott i'm scott trailer saying we'll see you on saturday morning on track talk running industrial farming equipment or race car rod and supply has the assortment of rod ends radius rods and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better giving you the edge on the track and saving you money contact rod and supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. we don't just sell them we race them rod and serving the racing community for over 30 years